Hi humans and welcome to Healthier and Happier with Hannah. This is Hannah and on today's episode I really wanted to help clarify the difference between personal goals and training goals and how to translate these goals into your gym program. This episode is kind of an accompanying piece of content to the gym basics for beginners series going on on my Instagram and my TikTok accounts. Uh, both are just Hanamarei, that's H-A-N-A-M-A-R, the number three, and then an I. They will both be linked in the description uh, of the episode, the episode description, if you want to follow along. But the reason I really wanted to clarify this, the last video that went up just along with this uh, episode is explaining repetitions and sets. And we go into the different rep ranges, repetition ranges for uh, different training styles more specifically in terms of weightlifting because that's kind of what I find a lot of people go to the gym for. I also wanted to differentiate between personal goals and training goals because it will help you decide how to train and it will also hopefully clarify some uh, misinformation that you might have. So I'm going to use the term gym goals to broadly encompass everything and I'll further divide them into two umbrella categories. The first one has to do with more personal goals, and I'll explain what that means. And then the second one has to do more with training goals. So number one, personal goals, whether that is body goals, like achieving a certain appearance or being and feeling more athletic or other general personal goals like better mood and mental health or getting confidence or socialization and so on. And those are all very good and valid reasons to go to the gym for, by the way. Then we have what I'll call functional or conditional goals like, sorry, not conditional, conditioning goals like general health and being able to go about your day-to-day life without, with, with less pain or to breathe better and not be panting when you're going up and down the stairs. So they're kind of all in a way tied to how we feel somehow. They're personal desires and they're more like, it's kind of like when you have like a more of a vague image of what you want. But then number two, the second umbrella is what I'm going to call training goals. So when I say training goals, I mean to include, uh, I mean to include performance goals like speed or agility or uh, increased VO2 max, which is essentially maximum aerobic uh, capacity, or even any skill that might help you compete at a sport like jumping higher. So if you're a basketball player, or goals like endurance, which is your muscle's ability to work for longer periods, or hypertrophy, which is muscle mass growth. So think things like bodybuilding and strength, which is being able to lift heavy weights. So think power lifters. These goals are more physical. They're more tangible, more specific. And so they're more tied to physiological and or anatomical adaptations and changes because because of that, you know, so because of that, they can be more directly programmed to achieve them as desired results. Whereas personal goals aren't exactly programmable and you you can technically achieve them doing a number of the training goals. Uh, you, you can't really program socializing <laughs> into your gym program, right? But you can socialize or improve your mental health or even become more athletic if you train in a number of these ways. Socializing can happen in whatever training style you choose. You just might need to choose something that engages group training more or pick a gym that where people are friendlier, but... Whatever you do, whether it's CrossFit or join a running group or yoga class, you can always socialize. Your mental health will improve if you are doing any of the above as long as you're having a good time and you pick something where at the end of your session you're feeling rejuvenated. You get the idea. 
body goals are a little in between both goal types because wanting your body to change is tied to emotion, sure, but specific changes like weight loss, obviously ideally fat loss, or building muscle are specific physical changes. And while weight loss, for example, can technically happen as long as you're in a calorie de- in a calorie deficit, whatever style of training you choose to do, there are more ideal or optimal training styles for that. Because again, changing your body's composition specifically is tied to physiological changes and adaptations. But I will give the usual disclaimer that I like making, which is that if you hate something so much that you don't even do it, then you get no results. And sometimes quote unquote optimal isn't actually optimal. Next week's episode will more specifically cover cardio, so don't worry too much about this right now. But just as an example, just doing cardio isn't the optimal type of exercise for weight loss. But if you love cardio, you enjoy doing cardio, and you find yourself hating weightlifting so much that you refuse to do it, I don't come across too many people like this, but just, you know, just (laughs) hypothetically, if that's the case, then that's a different story. Because if you're not even doing it, then it is no longer quote unquote optimal or even better than cardio. Something is better than nothing. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. However, yes, weightlifting is a more, it's it's a lot more ideal for goals like fat loss and muscle gain. If you missed last week's episode number 24, Nutrition for the Gym, I highly recommend you listen to that because I explained the way your metabolism is divided and how more muscle mass means burning more calories. And I explained calorie deficits and how that's how you lose weight. But in short, technically, as long as you're in a calorie deficit, yes, you will lose weight. But one way to boost that calorie deficit is by burning more calories and you burn more calories the more muscle mass you have on you and you can achieve that by weight training. So most people trying to lose fat and or build muscle tend to train for hypertrophy, which is again, hypertrophy just means building muscle mass. If you're following along with the Gym Basics for Beginners series on Instagram and TikTok, you'll notice I briefly referenced endurance, hypertrophy, and strength training when explaining sets and reps in the sets and reps video, Uh, but I wanted to dive a little deeper into that this episode to better explain weightlifting goals specifically and to, again, like I wanted to make a a differentiation between personal goals and training goals and also more specifically weightlifting goals because it tends to be why most beginners go to the gym. However, as someone who started going to the gym because I wanted to become healthier, I wanted to lose weight, etc., I do strongly believe that, I mean, okay, so I recommend that anyone just beginning to go to the gym do take baby steps and just start with like one thing at a time and keep it really simple. But also keep in mind that over time, you yourself will start to notice that you are wanting to achieve certain things and you will have different training styles and goals over time the more into it you become. But I think a good basic, you know, beginning would just be to try to do a little bit of cardio for your cardiovascular health. Again, I'll explain this next episode, so don't worry too much about this. Make sure that you're training for mobility and flexibility, especially mobility. So mobility is just like how well your joints move and your your range of motion in each joint. And that just alleviates pain and makes sure that you have a healthier body and you can move healthier and better with less pain over time. And of course, it prevents injury and with good mobility, that means your training will become better and therefore you'll become stronger, you'll get better results, etc. Uh, flexibility is just, you know, how, how um, it, it's pretty self-explanatory, right? Just like how flexible your muscles are 
as opposed to like mobility is more like joint focused, flexibility is more muscle focused. That's kind of how I divide it, but just a little bit of mobility and, and flexibility and like a good amount, a little bit of cardio just for the sake of your heart and the, the, you know, oxygen flow and all that and some sort of resistance training, which is going to help you build a little bit of muscle and strength and make sure that you have maintain good bone density and, you know, have, have a, have more longevity and, um, protect it protects your body now. And also in the future, when you're older, you can listen to the episode, um, what is it? 23, I believe two episodes before this, maybe, uh, the gym for self-empowerment, uh, where I kind of explain literally how the gym can self can, can help you with self-empowerment. But with that aside, these are kind of the basics of health and, uh, or not health of fitness at the gym, how I see it in the beginning. And then over time you might notice <sighs> that person on Instagram jumps really high. That's really cool. I'd love to be able to do that. And then you start to dabble with plyometrics or even, I mean, plyometrics are, it's kind of like explosive training. So anything where your muscle shortens and then very suddenly lengthens. So think things like jumping on top of a box and stuff. So maybe you're just like, I love this explosiveness or I love how high they're jumping and so on. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to play around with plyometrics. Uh, I love how much they can sprint kind of plyometrics, a little bit of running, et cetera. I love how long I love how much they can go for long distances when they're running. Then you train for more endurance. My point is over time, you'll, you'll begin to learn what I suppose impresses you and what you want to do and what you want your body to do. Or even you might really get into flexibility and yoga or whatever it is. Right. But just at the beginning, it might be a good place to start with just, like I said, some mobility, a little bit of cardio and uh, just basic weight training and keep it simple. And the more that you explore, the more that you'll become more in tune with what it is that you want to do. Because I don't know, maybe you, maybe you were a basketball player when you were younger, or maybe you just want to pick up basketball now. And so you could start to, you could join a basketball team. And if you, for whatever reason, I don't know, join a team that actually competes, then you can also incorporate your basketball training into your gym training by training in a very specific way to accommodate the sport that you play, whether that's basketball or football or whatever else, right? I don't know. I just felt like it's a good disclaimer to make and it's a good, um, it's, it, it's important to have this in mind and to remember that it's, it's more fun than people give the gym credit for and also to have it be be beyond just weight loss and have it be beyond just looking a certain way so I just wanted to maybe clarify that okay little tangent ramble aside to recap uh we have reps which are just repetition so it's how many times you perform a movement and you perform a number of reps into one set. So one set is a number of repetitions and you have different repetition ranges depending on each weightlifting goal. So if you're going to the gym, most likely it's because you want to lift some weights. I really hope you're not spending an hour on the treadmill every day. We'll talk about why next week, but we have endurance training, 
hypertrophy training, and strength training. These are the three main lifting goals. They're the three different weightlifting training goals. So the numbers vary a little bit. People disagree on what the rep ranges are specifically per set in each um, in each goal, but vaguely. You have endurance training, which is anything above 12 repetitions. Some people argue, no, it's actually 15, above 15. Some people are like, no, actually it's above 20 repetitions. But just for the sake of um, the general public and average, anywhere above 12 repetitions tends to usually be referred to as endurance training. For hypertrophy training, same rules apply. Just a vague general number will say between uh, 6 to 12 repetitions. Strength training is one to five repetitions. And if you notice, the higher the repetitions, the lower the weight and vice versa. And this will affect the overall volume of your training as well. So endurance training, you are doing over 12 repetitions, but you're picking a lighter weight because you want to you want to hit a certain amount of effort and but you're training for endurance. So if you pick, let's say, for example, you can do 10 bicep curls with a 10 kilogram dumbbell, just for the for the sake of example, okay? If you can only hit 10, that is not endurance training. You are in the hypertrophy training range, which is, again, between 6 to 12 repetitions. Obviously, we are not going to be hitting failure at every single a session, if anything, you can try to explore what failure feels like maybe once when you're just starting, just so that you can actually see what muscular failure feels like so that you are honestly pushing yourself to your correct limit and then stopping between two to three repetitions short of failure. Especially for beginners, I feel like this is a good place to start. You can you can vary the the closeness to failure with your programs and with and over time. But as a beginner, I think it's a good place to just be between th- two to three reps from failure, especially for hypertrophy training, which I feel is what most people tend to aim for from observation. It's the most popular place most people start when they're when they're going to the gym. But point is you have these 10 kilogram dumbbells, you cannot lift more than 10. Therefore, you are in hypertrophy, not endurance. If endurance is your goal, then you need to pick a lighter weight so that you can hit over 12 repetitions. Same thing with the same 10 kg uh, curls, for example. If you are hitting the 10, but your goal is strength, then that dumbbell is too light. Then you need to go all the way up to like maybe, I don't know, 15 or something stay within the one to five repetition range so when we choose our weights we need to choose a weight that is challenging enough to make sure that we are sticking within our repetition ranges and our repetition ranges it's a range right so it varies a little bit so between i'm just going to stick to hypertrophy because again it's, it's kind of like the most i think it's where most a lot of people begin and it makes the most sense, especially if you're trying to lose weight or build muscle, which tends to be what a lot of people starting the gym um, want to do. It's where a lot of beginners start. So let's focus on that. 
So for hypertrophy training, we've established somewhere between six to 12 repetitions is what you want to do. So you pick a weight that is just two repetitions shy of failure in these rep ranges. And obviously it will not be the same weight if you're doing six repetitions or eight repetitions or 10 or nine or 11 or 12 or whatever. As for sets, you, mm, I'd say for beginners, I feel like depends on, depends again on your training style. I'm not going to give a, a general number because I don't know you. I don't have a specific program for you, but this is just for example, sake. I'd say about a minute, I think between repetitions is a really good rest period for hypertrophy. And, uh, so, and especially because you don't want to, you don't want to rest too long so that it's not effective anymore, but you also don't want your rest periods to be so short that it affects your volume of training. So I'd say about a minute is, is a good average. And so if I am going to be doing three repetitions again for beginners, I think three, sorry, three sets. I think for beginners, three sets are a good place to start. I'm going to be doing three sets of six to 12 repetitions. Now, how do I choose how many repetitions I want to do? There are different types of sets and over time you can explore and research more about them. Or if you're training with a coach, they can help you program them into them, into your program. Sorry, because they all have like slightly different, um, benefits. And uh, honestly, I do think that the biggest benefit of all of them is more mentally than it is physical. Yes, they do have physical differences, but mentally also it's, it's just, different. It's more fun. It it engages your brain a little bit differently. But just to keep it simple, I'll share two of the most basic set styles. One of them is a straight set, which is basically the same weight for all three sets, the same and therefore the same repetitions, ideally for all three sets. A pyramid set is when you have 12, 10, and eight sets. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. 12, three repetitions of 12, 10, and eight reps. And so you increase the weight a little bit with each drop in reps. So say, for example, I'm deadlifting, let's say, for example, I'm deadlifting um, 50 kilos at 12 repetitions, and I can do 12 repetitions with two shy of failure at 50 kilos. And I want to go up to 10 repetitions. To go to 10 repetitions, let's say I'll increase the weight to 60. When I'm doing eight repetitions, maybe I'll increase the weight to 80. These are just very vague numbers, vague examples, but hopefully you get the the picture. Whether you choose to do straight sets or pyramid sets, especially if you're a beginner, really this depends, just it's all mental. Uh, If doing three straight sets is less anxiety inducing for you to go and try to find different weights, because I know that a lot of people, a lot of beginners are really intimidated by the gym. And so if you're going to be going around and asking people for like the different weights and that's really anxiety inducing for you and you're just like, listen, I just want to get the, the, the 10 and stick to the same 10 for all three repetitions so that I don't interact with people, do it. That's fine. If you're just like actually doing three repetitions of, sorry, three rep, three sets of 10 repetitions is kind of boring or it's just like mentally it's just like a little bit fatiguing somehow then play around with the pyramid set type it's really it's it's just something to play around with but again when you're a beginner just keep it really simple but these i think are the two most basic set styles and you can uh experiment with supersets later on or drop sets and you can look into all of them later but again if you're a beginner don't 
overwhelm yourself. Just keep it really simple. Finally, I really quickly want to address what I mean by two sets from failure. I do think that you should, in the at least in the beginning, experiment and explore with what failure looks like and do it safely. Make sure that you're either, if you know, you're, you're being very careful. First off, before lifting any weights, please make sure that your form is correct. So if you're going to be squatting any weights, don't even touch the weight. Just squat, look at your form, compare to a video or look up the correct form for a squat or ask a trainer at the gym. Or if you are training with someone, then someone who has a bit more experience or a coach or whatever, they can help you out with that. But get your form right first before you even touch a weight. Once you are familiar with the movement patterns, because some people you'd be very surprised. Some people don't really have um, a connection enough with their body to coordinate their movements correctly. And so you don't want to be doing something wrong with a heavy weight on you. Make sure that your form is correct first, and then you can start with a light weight just to kind of feel it, engage with, with your muscles, connect to your body, and then start to kind of go a little bit higher in weights and notice what failure looks like. Just do a couple of repetitions at each weight. You don't have to exhaust yourself, but just to familiarize yourself and your body with what failure feels like so that later when you're training, you don't think, oh, I'm actually two reps from failure, but in reality, you're actually like seven reps from failure but you just you just don't know what failure feels like because muscular failure literally means that you are failing, that you cannot lift it anymore. And when it comes to exper- experimenting with failure, please, 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 I cannot stress this enough. Safety is very important. So if you're going to be squatting, squatting with a bar, use a rack. So like use the, the safety bars on the, on the rack. So like on both sides have the, the, the safety bars. Or if that's not an option at your gym, because I trained at a gym that did not have that, unfortunately, then use uh, dumbbells, something that are easy to just drop uh, in a way that is safe or that are easy to, you know, get rid of. Try try a kettlebell, uh, try squatting on the Smith machine, which is, uh, you can ask around what the Smith machine is or just Google it, but I'm sure you'll know what it is very likely. It's where um, a bar is very specifically put in place on this machine and it goes up and down and it does not move you'll probably know what I mean. But when you're experimenting with failure, definitely try to go for machines. Um, Try to go with things that have a lot of safety factors involved that can help you, again, stay safe. Ask someone to spot you. But if you're not comfortable with asking a coach to to be with you or asking a friend or asking someone to spot you or anything, then definitely um, use all the other previously mentioned (laughs) tips and points. Same thing with like deadlifts and stuff. Um, with something like deadlifts, especially as a beginner, I don't want you to be reaching failure in one to five repetitions. I mean, a five, five and above at least, because I don't want you to be lifting weights that are that high. I want you to stay in like lower, lower weights, try to reach failure, just understand what failure feels like, but not that you are lifting a weight that is too heavy for you because we don't want injuries again. Okay. And so This whole um, vocabulary of numbers to failure, number of repetitions to failure, this is, you might hear this, and I just want to tell you for your own sake of knowledge, uh, this is sometimes referred to as an RPE, so rate of perceived exertion is what it stands for, and when you say an RPE of eight, then you literally perceive that, oh, I am, it's, it's on a scale of 10, so like, oh, 
eight is, oh, I'm, I have like two left in the tank to 10. I don't find the system super, super uh, accurate because it's like eight to 10. It's on a scale of 10. So does it only apply to 10? And some people, I feel like it confuses some people. You could just choose something that makes more sense to you. But I do think that it's kind of confusing. I think some people are like, well, okay, great uh, RPE of eight. But what if I'm doing 12? Does does that mean that my eight is like, is it eight if I'm stopping at 10 repetitions or is it because I still have two in the tank it's out of 12? <laughs> Do you get it? I, so I, I get it. So if you're a beginner and if this is confusing for you, then honestly, just use, I, I think the most straightforward way of writing it is like two left in the tank or like, like you can just write like two left or one left or like two failure. Like I, I failed. Another method is a percentage of your one rep max. And this has, this is more related to strength training because your one rep max is quite literally a weight that is so heavy that you can only do a maximum of one repetition of. And I'm only sharing this for fun. <laughs> so just, just so you can have the information so you can be like, I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm doing. Um, because I, again, I always talk about how knowledge is power and I, I, I think it feels good to know what you're talking about it, to know what you're doing. And so if anyone asks you at the gym, you can be like, yeah, I know what this is. So yeah, they're not really, uh, essential, especially if you're training for hypertrophy, RM, like RM percentages, one rep maxes are not really a thing in hypertrophy training. Um, and it's just a way to calculate. So for example, if my one rep max in a squat is let's say a hundred kilos, um, then I know that that's, that's like my, my maximum, but I'm not going to be doing this at every single, I'm not going to be hitting a one rep max every training session because that's not really efficient. So maybe I'll be training. It's for me to program myself and say, okay, so I'll be training at like 70% of my one rep max at this many repetitions. And then the next week I'll do 80, 80%, for example, and then 90%, and then I'll hit the one rep max. And then hopefully by then my one rep max will have increased because my strength has increased. So maybe my new one rep max is actually 110, for example. Again, none of this is super necessary, but I just thought you might want to know. I do sincerely apologize if you started to hear any weird noises. Um, I don't know what's happening with the plumbing. <laughs> I could just, I don't know if you could like hear it in the background, but it's having a field day. Anyway, that concludes the episode. I really hope it was clear and I really hope it was helpful. I do recommend that you listen back to previous the, the previous podcast episodes that I mentioned um, I think they will help clarify a few points that might have gone a little bit like, wait, what? And uh, follow along on Instagram and TikTok because that will also really help with understanding the full picture, especially if you're a more visual person. I was really torn between a conclusion, sorry, with uh, an af between, I was torn between an affirmation or a journal prompt this uh, this episode. And I was really tempted to do an affirmation because we haven't done one in a while, but a journal prompt kind of made more sense. So the journal prompt is very basic, very simple, but it's just to consider what are you looking for from your training? What am I looking for in my training? That is literally it. You can journal on this all you want. And I do mean all goals, like just general basic gym goals, just all of them. What are you looking for in your training? Yes, consider what kind of literal specific training goals you you want but also consider what what more are you looking for because it's not just about 
the weight loss. It's not just about changing your body. It's not just about getting really jacked and big and whatever. It's it. There is so much more to it. I want you to think about how much more you can benefit from your training. Could is it maybe a way to to socialize? Could it maybe be helping your mental health? Could it be improving your I don't know your confidence, whatever it is, think about how else the gym and how else your training could be benefiting you and what else you can be gaining from it so that it's not just about the the physical, right? How we the, how I look, how I how I appear. I just I want it to be deeper than that. If you're enjoying the podcast so far, I'd really, really appreciate it if you left a rating and review and follow the podcast wherever you get your podcasts because that helps push it out to more people. And for more wellness content, you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube all under Hana Marai. That's H-A-N-A-M-A-R, the number three, and then an I. H-A-N-A-M-A-R-3-I. Anyway, I'll see you in the next episode. Until then, sending you lots of love and light.